How y'all doing? I'm Paul Ryan, your host of the Across the Cowboys podcast. If you're new to the show, thank you for joining us. And to our regular listeners, welcome back. With me, as always, is my co-host, the greatest co-host in the world, Mike the Pig Crumb. Mike, how are you? Thought you were going to say the drunkest co-host in the world. <laughs> not currently, to be clear, not currently, but this last week has been heavily influenced by alcohol. I thought about saying the most hung o- the most hung over co-host. Yeah, that could be the, the yeah, that could still be lingering for sure. Do you have a uh, like when you're hungover, Mike? I know you don't drink a lot these days or anything, but do you or did you have like your favorite uh, hangover meal that you would go to 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 make yourself feel better? You know, no. Um, I liked coffee as like a a hangover drink the next morning, and mm-hmm. I would. I would drink. I used to drink when I was drinking. I used to uh, chase the drinks with with Gatorade, so that yeah. I would get electrolytes back. It helped with the hangover. But no, I didn't have a, a hangover meal. I typically would like snack instead, like have a little thing of Doritos or some Ritz crackers or something. Yeah, I always for me what I always found was um, like a Waffle House breakfast. You know, like eggs, pancakes, waffle hash brown stuff like that with you know plenty of water orange juice and coffee try to rehydrate or i loved having uh pho you know pho and some Vietnamese oh, egg yeah that would that, that always cured it dude pho is a great one yes sir well mike I, we have a uh, a good discussion tonight before we get into our conversation before we get into our conversation tonight let the people know where they can find you on twitter uh at cd piglet guys nice and easy Guys, I'm Paul Ryan. You can find me on Twitter at Paul underscore Ryan 15. Well, Mike, here you, we would usually talk about my my favorite uh, segment, Meatless Monday. But you just recently came back from your trip from Disneyland, so we thought we'd talk about that instead. I, I appreciate the churro pics you shared. Talk to us yes. about how your trip went, man. It was a lot of fun, man. It was it was cool. It was a uh, you know the the our parents paid like for Christmas and my birthday for all of us to go basically, and it was nice getting to reconnect with my brother, like. We had grown a little bit apart, you know, over the time. Not that, you know, we weren't close or anything, but like, you know, we just, he was so busy and we didn't have time to literally even talk, you know? And so uh, going to uh, go on a trip like that away where it's just us, you know, and then uh, getting to know uh, his girlfriend even further, who's an awesome lady. She's, she's, She's really freaking cool, you know, and I'm happy they found each other. They seem very happy. So that was nice. And uh, and then, you know, me with Disneyland, the, the the food was great. And then the Festival of Holidays had like a bunch of drinks that I wanted to try. And that really started my alcohol week, like the hot buttered rum and the. Um, oh, that sounds good. The, uh, Yule log cocktail and just there was quite a few. I I tried a lot of them and there was a lot of good ones so it's you your your brother and his wife was also uh, was quiet bro also there uh he he was supposed to go but we had somebody else in the family who's sick he's older and somebody had to stay back to take care of him and so mitchell who had went in october was like let me stay back i'm not the biz disney fanatic that you guys are 
he loves going, but he's not like crazy like me. So he's like, I'm going in October, next October. That's good for me. I'll stay back so everybody can do their trip and I'll take care of, uh, of who needs to get taken care of. And so he didn't get to go to this one, which is a bummer, but little Denny got to go in his stead. And so, uh, that was fun. It's always good to go with Denny. That's cool. So, uh, did, did you have a favorite meal or uh, talk to us a little bit about your, maybe your favorite meal and your favorite drink? Favorite drink is probably the hot buttered rum because it's warm. Uh, man, they had a lot of good drinks. Yeah, I'll go with the hot buttered rum. Uh, favorite meal would have to be Goofy's Kitchen. We went there. I have my my tag from it right here. Um, we went there for my birthday, and uh, and it's just a crazy buffet because it's a mix of breakfast and lunch. So it has like like you know your basic breakfast one: sausage, bacon, scrambled eggs, French toast, waffles, pancakes, oatmeal, like everything breakfast wise. Like create your own omelet station. But then there's chicken tenders and pizza and and uh, different pastas and different soups and and some Asian like teriyaki chicken and beef and broccoli and every type of dessert you could friggin' imagine from cinnamon rolls to cakes and donuts and it was um, it was crazy. I went uh, I went hard on that breakfast or lunch. Whatever it was a lunch by that time. It was really good. Yeah, I, I, I uh, I've never found a good buffet that were also the the desserts were kind of like on the higher end or or quality. It's always been really quality entrees, and then the desserts are kind of like an afterthought. But it would be, it, I would love to find one that had both uh, premium desserts and premium entrees. I will say this: the entrees were very good. The desserts were more. Um... The desserts seemed to be more like the frozen, like the beignets were like the frozen unthawed and serve the little cheesecakes that are frozen thawed. But they had this birthday cake that they had for me um, that was like a white chocolate ganache over the top of a white cake. And it was it was legit, dude. It was so good. So, yeah, they they their desserts. There was a couple that were like, oh, this is good. But for the most part, um, they were more unthaw and serve, you know, type desserts yeah. in the freezer section. So I'm not going to give them overly credit for that. But their entrees were good. They Especially like the, the teriyaki chicken and the beef and broccoli. And they served it with like those little white rice you could put or vegetables. I ended up putting them all together. It was yummy. They had a lot of good stuff on that buffet. Sounds delicious, Mike. I want to say, I want to give a shout out to, uh, we have a guest watching live tonight with us, Mike. JJ from Twitter, uh, he wanted to thank us. He says, I have never said this before. Thank you for doing the show tonight, especially tonight. We know, everybody knows what's going on with the uh, Buffalo Bills player on Monday Night Football. Our prayers go out to him, man. Hopefully he's, you know, I don't, I don't really know what to, what to say in an instance like this, but, you know, hopefully he can get back to full health. Yeah, Hamlin, man, that's scary. That's really scary. You know, the it, it looked like he took a shot to the chest, and maybe yeah. it was hard enough to just stop his heart. And hopefully, the 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 last thing I saw is that he has a pulse, but he wasn't breathing on his own yet. Mm-hmm. And so, same um, thing I saw. Man, that's just scary. But and we talked about whether we should do it or not. Um, 
and we decided to go ahead with it. I'm glad uh, that you joined us. It's it is um, it's tough, but you know, I've had a lot of stuff happen to me, and I've learned that laughing through it or getting a laugh and being together with friends and trying to distract yourself from the things going on is yeah. uh, is you know is a, is a positive uh, thing to do. So that's what we're going to try to do. Yeah, JJ, again, thank you for the comment. We appreciate the support. I wanted to also say, JJ, if you're still with us, would you mind, a couple of weeks ago, you DM'd me, you sent me a question you wanted Mike and I to discuss on our last show. I forgot to add it to the show sheet, so we didn't end up discussing it. So if you have time, leave a question you'd like for us to discuss tonight. We kind of have a shorter episode uh, because this most recent game, there wasn't really much to discuss. So if you have something you'd like for us to talk about, JJ, leave it in the comments here and we'll discuss it live on the show. But, you know, while we're going to uh, go ahead and jump into this football conversation, you know, Mike, I know you didn't get a chance to watch the game. You didn't really miss much, but did the game versus Tennessee make you feel better or worse about the Cowboys after seeing the outcome? I, um, I put uh, neither because I didn't really – I, I, in my mind, the way the way it was set up, and knew it wouldn't really have an effect other than yeah. if somebody got injured. So I guess I could say worse because of the Biotis injury. Yeah. But overall, I didn't. You know, I want to see. I, I've always been a Biotis guy. That's everybody knows. I defended him. Yeah. Uh, I thought he. I I don't think he's as bad as everybody said he was, and that like seventh rounders and undrafted guys were gonna take his spot. Mm -hmm. um, I thought he played pretty damn well this year, but now we can see, you know, we can see, okay, is there a huge drop-off since he goes? Do we get better? Maybe, you know, you never know. So it'll be a good, uh, it'll be a good experiment to see if there's a noticeable difference without him in the game. Yeah, I can't honestly, Mike, I mean, Biotis has been having a career year this year. I, I don't see, I don't see how there won't be a drop-off considering who we have uh, as depth at the center position. But, yeah, you have definitely always been a Biotish guy, and I've been really happy with his play this year for sure. Uh, getting back to the question, did this game versus Tennessee make uh, me feel better or worse about the Cowboys? Like you, Mike, it didn't make me feel either. With Tennessee missing so many key players, this this game didn't make me feel better or worse because it feels like we didn't really get an, uh, an opportunity to see Tennessee at full strength because, you know, with Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry – just to name a couple of guys, it'd be a totally different game. And, you know, playing your playing a team with their best roster on the field, I mean, that's a better way to evaluate a team. Yeah, I completely concur with that. But kind of sticking with that, uh, with that, Mike, is it easy for teams to look over lesser teams like what we saw on Thursday with the Cowboys not being exactly at full strength, obviously, but being in better shape than the Tennessee Titans and then coming, you know, on a short week after a big win versus the Eagles, I mean, would you be surprised to think that, you know, the Cowboys didn't really give 100% against the, this Tennessee team? For sure. Dallas has done it all year. Look at the Texans game. Same same type of deal. You know, they they uh, they will play down to their competition. And the, yeah. crazy, the crazy thing is it's also when you play a bunch of guys that you don't have game plans for. Right, right. It makes it hard, you know. Uh, last week, Gardner Minshew didn't punt versus Dallas you know they had four turnovers but they never was stopped uh they never got uh uh made to punt in that game and a yeah. lot of that's to do with you didn't they didn't have any tape on them 
one week later with a little bit of tape, you know, mm-hmm. they, they, you know, they look terrible. Where versus us, that Gardner Minshew looked like the offense ran might as well have been Jalen Hurts. You know, right, he was right. going for three hundred, and they were they were putting up a bunch of points and doing well. And if it wasn't for some, uh, you know, rip away interceptions and some fumbled uh, handoffs, you know, yeah, it would have been a different story. So, uh, right. yeah, you know, it, it is easy to overlook a team like that. Yeah, Mike, I have to agree because when I saw how many players were sitting for this game, it was hard for me to get excited about the game. I mean, I was sitting there watching the game, and even when the Cowboys were scoring touchdowns and stuff, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm glad that we're winning. But I wasn't as excited as I normally would be for a regular game. Yeah, even uh, Cowboys ended up covering the uh, 13.5-point point spread, and it felt like they didn't play well. Like, they were like, Oh, they should have blown them out better. You know, it's like, damn, they covered the points, a huge point spread, but I didn't yeah, see the well, game. So, you know, I, I I saw highlights and stuff, but I didn't feel like going back and, um, you know, watching over that one when it looked so sloppy. So I just didn't. Correct me if I'm wrong. I thought at one point the point spread was 17. And, or was that was that a different? Was that it a different ended game? at 13.5. It could have been okay. 17, but it ended at 13.5. I was going to say, because I thought at the beginning of the week, for some reason, it was that 17, but then it, for some reason, after Ryan, Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry are, are, uh, it's, con- it's confirmed that they're not playing, the point spread shrunk a bit. So that was weird. Yeah. Again, I think it has to do with the theory of like, you know, you know, playing people you don't get tape on. Yeah. You know, and, and getting up for the competition when there's no Derrick Henry and them playing. Yes, sir. Absolutely. You mentioned the Biotis injury, Mike. When you look at the injuries we suffered on on both offense and defense, does our O-line or does our cornerback situation concern you more? I think it depends on the the matchup. So, like, this week, I would say O-line because Washington's Mm -hmm. defensive line is nasty. If we were playing Buccaneers first round of the playoffs, now the the cornerbacks terrify me. So, I think both uh, are scary. But I think it depends on the matchup, which one is uh, more of a worry for you. This week, definitely the O-line worries me. Yeah, definitely sticking with the O-line as well. With the run game being a big part of our identity and strength of the team, uh, the O-line is my biggest concern. Because w- what we've seen now after two weeks with uh, Nashawn Wright starting, I mean, I feel like he's gotten a little bit better. We know with, with Deron Bland, how, how he's been playing all year, and Trayvon Diggs, I feel like we're pretty good there. Mm, Nation Wright. We'll get into this later when Nation Wright worries me. Just even after just two weeks? Yeah, he 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 worries me for a playoff run. I know that. He worries me. He definitely did. He looked terrible in the Eagles game. Yeah, he had uh, – I think he gave up seven receptions on ten targets in the uh, game against uh, – uh Tennessee. Yeah. So it was not a it was not an overall great performance. I'm glad he ended it with an interception though, maybe get his confidence boosted. Yeah, for sure. So uh sticking with the injury discussion, Mike, looking at the O line, how how do you realign the O line with, with the oddish injured? I know a lot of people are gonna think because of all I've said all year that I'm gonna say Peters to left tackle, uh Ty- Tyler Smith to left guard and McGovern to center. 
But I think now this far into the year, you know, Tyler's kind of established as the left tackle. So I think you're just going to move McGovern over to center. And then Peter's just going to come in and play left guard. I'm, I mean, I'm totally fine with that. How are you? How are you with that? I'm okay with that. Uh, Vita Vea especially put a veteran, powerful veteran like Peters up against him. Maybe he can play him a little one-on-one, you know, not so much of a game wrecker. I think yeah. that would be huge for uh, for Dallas if it's going into the playoffs, obviously. If you're talking this week, again, the game against Washington, he played left guard. And it did not look good, but that's Jonathan Allen. Like, he's going to do that to everybody. So, it's and what that was like the fourth game of the season, right? Yeah. And it was like his first game back, you know, so a little bit different now, but uh, it's still, you know, it's worrisome, but I don't, I don't mind it as much uh, versus certain matchups. And the ones that are really bad, like Jonathan Allen, are going to be bad no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, I was, you know, I thought maybe you would uh, suggest moving uh, Tyron back to the left side and Jason Peters back to the right side just to help Tyler a little bit, but I don't, I don't mind um, just moving, sliding McGovern over. Yeah, slide McGovern over, let Peters play left guard, keep Tyler Smith where he was. Tyron Smith goes to right tackle or is right tackle, and then Zach Martin right guard. If Farniok was healthy, would you consider pl- plugging him at, at center? No, I'd rather have Peters in than Farniok. Okay. You know, you mentioned uh, one injury we haven't discussed yet was the knee knee injury to Dak, which I didn't actually find out about until after the game. But how how concerned are you there? Uh, I'm not at the moment. But after the calf strain against New England over time last year, I wasn't nervous about that either. So, you know, I got to see how Dak handles it up here. That would be more of my worry than him physically being able to run and stuff like that. I think he'll be fine in that area. Yeah, well, apparently he injured it in the first half is what I read, and then he finished the game. So that's pretty – that's uh, encouraging. I read the same, yes. I I believe it was injured in the first half. I did want to ask you because I heard that uh, there there was thought that it was a hyper – hyperextended knee. Uh, what exactly is a hyperextension? Like when you hyperextend something? Uh, it's like... Um, Stretching it out too far or what? Yeah, it's like like a hyperextended, like imagine you're putting out your arm, but you, yeah. you put it too much this way and you put like pressure on the on the joints and ligaments. Right, right. That's basically a hyperextension. You didn't tear anything, but right. it wasn't a great feeling for the, for the arm either. Yeah, it's just going to be sore. It's kind of like when you go to work out and you lift lift uh, something too heavy too much yes gotcha, exactly gotcha. uh you see why hilton mike he's been play, making plays i wish we could have really i really wish we were talking about the philly game because that third and 30 i mean that was that might be in my opinion Dak's play of his career the best play in his career but you know ty being on the other side of the and you look at the plays that he's made since he's been here should he take over as the wide receiver three for Noah Brown? I honestly thought you might record that week, even though I was at Disneyland. I was like, he might get on and record because that was that was crazy. Man, that was awesome. Uh as far as um I think I think it still needs to be a split approach. I think Noah Brown 
brings a lot to you in the run game, in the play action game, because people assume it's a run because Noah Brown's in. He's such a good blocker. But I will yeah. say that that split should come on those downs. If it's a for sure passing down, that's T.Y. Hill. If it's third yeah. and seven and you're throwing, Noah Brown don't need to be out there. That's T.Y. Hill all day. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I, I will say it's – I'm kind of surprised at how quick – T.Y. Hilton and Dak were able to develop chemistry on such a short notice where Noah Brown's been with Dak almost his entire career, and it feels like they're still not always on the same page. Well, and and Noah Brown doesn't have the talent T.Y. has. T.Y. Well, he doesn't, but still, yeah, you know, practicing with somebody, being around somebody for so long. It's Well, it's a lot of the reason why Cooper Rush and Noah Brown were so such a good pair early yeah. on in the year. They legitimately practice together all the time, the two backups, you know. So yeah, they yeah. have more of the chemistry than Dak and Noah did. That's fair. Uh, yeah, but uh, do I think that T.Y. Hilton should replace Noah Brown as the wide receiver three? I'll have to go yes, Mike, and the reason being is T.Y. gives our offense another gear that we've been missing, and it hasn't taken him and Dak uh, that long to get on the same page. I mean, he's already – T.Y. Hilton, I heard on the radio that he's already – uh, converted as many third downs as Dalton Schultz has in his time here. That's so crazy. I mean, obviously for this year, but I believe yeah. uh, T.Y. Hilton has four third down conversions. And Dalton Schultz, it was very shocking to hear, he only has four on the year too. Yeah, I'd have never guessed he had under 10. No way. That's pretty shocking because, I mean, we saw it last year. We started to see it again this year, but Dalton Schultz had kind of become one of Dak's most trusted targets. Yeah, he's um, yeah, he's been one of those ones like you're not gonna pay him because he doesn't do enough dynamically to 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 you know garner that, especially with the contracts we have coming up. But yeah, he will be a loss for Dak Prescott. That, that's Dak's like security blanket. Yeah, it'll be exciting to see though Ferguson and Hendershot because I, I like what Hendershot can do after the catch. Jarwin and Schultz, man. So Ferg's a more athletic Dalton Schultz and Hendershot's your Jarwin type. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, Mike. You know, we, we've talked a lot about injuries. There's a lot at stake here at Week 18. It's not something we, we thought was really a possibility the way the season started. But are the division and home field advantage worth enough to risk injury, injuring more players right before the playoffs? For me, the uh, the winning the division always comes first. So okay. if it's just a change in seating, maybe not. But to win the division, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to risk playing them this is that's a that's big if you could rip the division away from the eagles in the last three weeks that's that's really big do you happen to know do we play at the same time as the eagles or do they play before us or after us do you know same time we're both uh the afternoon games we're both uh, uh yeah we're both 425 my time so what would that be 625 your time or no it's 525 your time, 125 my time. Sorry. Or 325, you mean? 125. Yeah, 325. God. I got gotcha, you. I got you. Too much alcohol last week. <laughs> yeah, I can tell, Mike. You're, we're, we're both going through it today, sir. It's a, it's, a, it's a recovery day still from a lot. And I started my reset, so it's double brutal. Right. Yeah, man. I don't know. Of course, I. To win the division, especially in back-to-back -back years, something we haven't done in, what, at least 
is it has, 95 is it 96 oh my god still over oh, oh, close to 30 years i mean i don't know dude could you imagine if we lost like a zach martin or a micah or dare i say cd lamb dude i mean then our, yeah. then we have nothing to play for in the playoffs that could be that could be any week though i mean it's just this the division this is what your number one goal of every year is to start by winning your division then you go from there yeah. I just think when it's the division, you go for it. I don't know. I feel like we could beat the Commanders with Cooper Rush. Oh, they could. Sure. They could. The defense needs to be the defense under Cooper Rush, though. Not this yeah. defense the last month. Right. Very true. Very true. Now, for me, Mike, it's, it's really not worth it. Um, but you make a valid point, that's for sure. I hit one every once in a while. One valid point. <laughs> occasionally yeah every so often you might hit one uh looking looking ahead to the playoffs mike who's your preferred matchup for me i would like uh a two seven matchup of dallas the two seed and seahawks the seventh seed Mm. we would have to win uh eagles lose obviously that puts us in the second seed niners win uh to take the top seed and then uh, Detroit beats Green Bay to eliminate them and allow Seahawks to sneak in. Dude, the Seahawks, that's a scary matchup, bro. No, the, the only one that really scares me is Godwin, Evans, Gage, and Julio Jones versus Nashawn Wright and our <laughs> rookie, who I really like, but is still a rookie, Deron Bland. Yeah. That matchup with Tom Brady throwing – and with our pass rush, the last six sacks, the last five games only, that's that 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 matchup scares me. Other than that, I can live. Green Bay has Aaron Rodgers, sure, and they can run, but I could put Diggs on Watson, and then what other receivers do they have? You know, so yeah, the one that scares me is is uh, is Tampa. I'm 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 afraid of Tampa. I don't like. Brady getting to throw at Nation right with all his weapons. Yeah. Well, Mike, with all the injuries and how our team is playing, my preferred playoff matchup. As good as they looked yesterday, I still think Tampa is the team I want to face. They've scored 20 or more points just seven times all season. They've allowed 20 or more 20 or more points eight times. They've been a below 500 team all season and could end their regular season with a losing record. I know Tampa's a dangerous team, but they don't scare me, Mike. Man, we're on the opposite end of this. Not that it's not that one is wrong and one's opposite. Like we could beat them 40 to 14. I wouldn't be shocked, but I also wouldn't be surprised if they never punted against us and their defense. While not what it's been, you know, not what it was the beginning. They just got beat a Bayer back recently um, who helps with the pass rush up front. Um, Winfield's coming back. They have a corner coming back. So, yeah, they they worry me. Their their linebackers play zone and run really well. I just I that that matchup feels like one and done is really possible if it comes to that. Fair enough, Mike. I mean, we know Tom Brady. Anytime he's in the playoffs, he's he's going to do something. But I don't know. I just feel I feel different about if if we were the team. How can I say this? If we still look at the team that was playing at the beginning of the season, I'd feel scared, but I just don't think we're that team anymore. 
I'm I'm good with if they don't if Dallas doesn't turn the ball over, they should be pretty hard to beat in the first round. Yeah, very true. Uh, you know, when you talk about the turnovers, Mike, with the injuries and the and Dax, uh, tur- turnovers recently, is Dallas good enough to win a playoff game? Yeah, they are. They're enough talent now. Do, do I believe Green Bay and Tampa could both upset Dallas? Yes, I do. The other teams don't worry as much. Their quarterbacks, I don't think they're good enough to regularly beat uh, Dan Quinn defense. But Tampa Bay and Green Bay, who are our two most highest likely matchups, uh, they worry me. But they there should be enough talent for this team to win a playoff game. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Anytime you have a core of D, of Dak, CD, Trayvon Diggs, and Micah Parsons, man, that's you can you have a chance to win every week with that. And a Pollard, you're gonna have three Hall of Famers on your offensive line, although older, some of them. Yeah, they, they they've got guys, they've got horses. Absolutely. All right, Mike. Here we are with your views from the sideline, and this week, it's more of a uh, a personal views from the sideline. But I'm curious, what made you happier? The third and thirty completion. And beating Philly on your birthday or going to Disneyland? Uh, there is no regular season outcome, play, or scenario that will ever outdo Disneyland. And there's very few playoff ones that will. So, Oh, really? I love, wow. I love the 30 and 30. And I, at third and 30, that was <laughs> insane. And I like the, uh, the, the win beating Philly on my birthday, but. You know, after the Jaguars lost, that took some lackluster. Uh, you know, that took some of the luster off of it. And so, in the moment, it wasn't as a big deal. Third and 30 definitely got me going. But the win overall was like, okay, we won. Now what? What are you going to do? You know, are you going to, you know. So, I um, I got to go Disneyland, bro. That's, that's I understand, man. That's but that spot. was, okay, what was the third and 30 and beating Philly – on your birthday, the best Christmas gift this year. Ooh. Oh no, Disneyland was still your birthday. Was still uh, a Christmas gift, so I guess not, right? Yeah, but taking that away, let's Disneyland wins everything. Let's take that away. Let me go through my head. You know, I got these books. Damn, that's close. I'd probably say I got these books from old janitorial workers at Disneyland that talked about like their time there and surprises and. Things that happen after hours and this stuff that I'm oh, that really, cool, dude. yeah, I'm really looking forward to reading those. And then after I read them, I'll be able to give you a better answer because if they're as good as I thought, I think they're going to be. That's from my older brother too. My older brother Naman got me those, so that was nice. If you could, would you be a janitor at Disneyland just to be there every day? Yeah. Yep, I'd be. Have like, you ever? Have you ever applied to, to work at Disneyland? No, I live too far away. No way to get there. Nowhere to live. Nothing to do. Too messed up. To, to It'd be too hard of a schedule on me. I hear you. I hear you. All right, Mike, here we are. Next segment is one word. And we're going to do a one word. Seeing Philly lose back-to-back games has you feeling what? Uh, promising. Hmm. Uh, I love that they have a shot at the division. I believe the Giants are going to play their players and try to win. 
I believe not having Lane Johnson and having um, Hurts one game, you know, a little rusty. Uh, and just uh, Thibodeau and um, Ojalari and Barkley and Daniel Jones running. I believe Giants are going to put up one hell of a fight. That's just my my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. I mean, uh, Giants, I know they're not having any receivers, man, but Saquon, Daniel Jones, and just how, the, how they're playing, how they're playing inspired. That's a scary team to face in the playoff, dude. Yeah, I agree. And, and that might be uh, – uh, if the Giants end up facing Minnesota, that might be an upset, and then they would move on as the lowest seed unless Green Bay beat somebody. Unless Green Bay beat the Niners, they would move on to play Philly, the Giants, and the Giants are playing Philly this week, and maybe they get some momentum by beating them, and, and they go from there. Yeah. All right, Mike, my one word. Seeing Philly lose back-to-back games has me feeling confident. Yes, I like it. You should. You should feel confident. There's nobody in the NFC that you can clearly go, that team should beat Dallas. That team shouldn't, like, you know, it shouldn't be a, a game between Dallas and them. Every one of those teams, Dallas has a good chance against. You know, Philly's Twitter is off, has been off quiet. I mean, my, my timeline, I don't know what this new algorithm is doing, but I, the, the only people on my timeline are people I don't really follow, and it's really strange. But I haven't seen a lot of Philly – Philly chatter the last couple of weeks. Then consider yourself lucky. I haven't got a lot of it either, but I do have a lot of like they're flipping it into, you know, Jalen Hurts, the reason they lost two games. I'm like, dude, the defense lost you that first game. That was yeah. about 40 points up. You know, Minshew didn't even punt. So, yeah, it, it's – be careful when that – when they, just be careful. Yeah, Absolutely. So, Mike, I know uh, here we are with top five, and I know you've kind of started doing some, some making some changes uh, this time of year. You're always doing the reset, but uh, this this week we're going to talk about our top five goals for 2023. I start us off with number five on your list. This one is not a joke for the podcast, uh, especially considering uh, even today with the reset having me at such low energy, but sleeping better. Mm. This, this three hours, you know, four max type of sleeping nights. Yeah. I need to throw in some six hour sleeping days, dude. Just a couple times a week. I got to sleep better. Go to bed earlier, you know, get off the phone earlier, you know, mm-hmm. kind of work to get everything I need to get done in a good amount of time to where I can get to sleep like by 10. So that if I'm waking up at, you know, five in the morning, at least I got six to seven hours sleep. Do you ever take naps? Yeah, they um, they don't happen often, though, because there's no time for me to do it with the work and everything. I mean, I took one on the pod once. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you got to start somewhere, right? Yeah. Get the... the I knew to get LP on that episode. I could I could feel how drained I was. Yeah, that was a that was a good discussion that night, honestly. It was nice to have LP back. Yeah, it was. It was. He's killing right now. I'm I'm happy for him. Yes, sir. Okay, so number five on my list, Mike. I have I want to be work on being nicer to people. Like I I find myself being irritated with people, avoiding people, just not wanting to 
really interact because I always feel like I don't know. I just get so annoyed with people, but I want to I want to change that. I want to work on being nicer. I like that one. That's that should be a lot of person. There's that eagle that that you know what I'm not even gonna say his name on there, but that Eagles guy that was on Twitter talking about I hope Tad's the next one to die. I hope your family's oh god dude. talking about Gardner Minshew's head coach from college, like get a life, dude. What a scumbag. Yeah, total scumbag, man. I couldn't believe that. It's terrible. All right, so uh, moving on, number four on my list, Mike. I, I want to learn a new skill. Ah, oh, what are you thinking? Mm, I haven't thought about it yet because I'm I'm thinking about okay, I can kind of cook a little bit. I would like to improve that. I write a little bit. I'd like to improve that, but something I don't know exactly how to do that. I'd like to learn. I don't really know, so I've been kind of thinking about it. I've always wanted to do the piano. Oh, okay, that'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm too old to do it now, but we have one. I don't have any time, but the piano is one that I would like to do. Yeah, that's that'd be fun, man. My grand, I grew up. My grandmother had a piano. I never, I never tried taking lessons or anything, but I always wish I had because piano, just play, knowing how to play the piano would be cool. Yeah, I agree. I think it would be pretty awesome. All right, Mike, what's number four on your list? Number four for me is uh, balance my work, not 50-50, but balance work and fun a little better. Like I feel like I'm 85 plus percent work. And like I have a PS5 and God of War and it sat there for three weeks right now. I started it. I played a little bit. Didn't really have time. Then played like maybe an hour one week, an hour another week. And then the last three weeks I haven't played it at all. God of War, like one of the best games, acclaimed games of last year. And like, I don't even have time to put it on for 30 minutes and play. Like, I'd like to do, you know, stuff like that a little bit more, a little bit more, a little more fun, a little less always worrying about work. Yeah, absolutely. You got you got to do that for your for your well-being, man. Yes. Agreed. All right, Mike, what's number three on your list? Number three is, uh, oh, this I like this one. Put more energy into those putting energy in towards me. Mm. So, uh, for example, I went to Disneyland with uh, the Westons, uh, and uh, I was there with Mitchell and Denny and stuff, and I kind of was, they were kind of there for a little bit and then gone at the hotel, and I was trying to, like, they're with me, and the Westons have themselves, so I was trying to make sure they had a good time, get get on the rides. Hey, when are you guys coming back to the park? When do you guys want to eat? What do you do? And kind of didn't spend enough time just chilling with the Westons, who I was supposed to be there with. And they really like they've they tried to get me a while ago to go. Um, they tried to get me on this one that I went to, but we didn't get a ton of time together. And now they're planning one in March, and they're basically like, hey, the you know us and you. You know, so you can come and, you know, be there and just have the trip with them. That That's like one example. There's others. But like you can tell between the people that really put an effort in and try, you know, and those who don't. And I need to put more effort into the people who are trying to put it into me. Hey, man, that's a great one, dude. Yeah, that's, I that's, like that that's fantastic, brother. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right, Mike, number three on my list, I want to get 
the YouTube channel to a thousand subscribers. Oh yeah, I wouldn't mind that. Hey, sign me up for that one. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I honestly, man, I really don't think if I put just put in the focus and and the dedication and, and the uh, and stay determined to do it. By the time the next season starts, I think we, we could be well well over a thousand subscribers. Honestly, I know you told me. Uh, I can't remember exactly when, but you had told me at one point you were like, by the end of the season, you're you're gonna have like five thousand followers, and you're just gonna be blowing up. And I was like, yeah, I don't know about that. I think I had just gone over two thousand, or or was right around two thousand, and now I'm at like forty six hundred followers in that range, and it's yeah. like really right near the five thousand. And I would have never guessed that. So yeah. I think a thousand is is very doable. Yes, sir. All right, Mike. What's number three? Or excuse me, let me move to number two on my list. I would like to be more active, and that's not like saying I want to work out more or anything. But of course, I'd like to do that. But what I mean is, is I'd like for me and my wife and son to do more things as a family because my wife and I get married. You know, we have to go through COVID, and then we have then we have our son and then we go through the, like the second strand. And since then, my wife has kind of been timid about going out, being protective of our son, obviously. And, you know, um, of course I appreciate that, but I would like for the three of us to start doing more active things, not just being in the house all the time, uh, watching TV, like spending that kind of time together. I want us to be doing more family things outside, I guess, and yeah. being, seeing our family and, and friends more, you know what I mean? Having kind of more of a social life too. The, the way uh, the way I just went with my older brother and I'm on to Disneyland on a trip, like throw in one of those every once in a while, go have dinner with some once in a while. Yeah, I totally get that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, Mike, what's number two on your list? Number two on my list, stick to my goals. And mm. this is something that before work I was elite at. I mean, yeah. I was really great. My points, my cooking, my working out, my and my body's pretty worn down from working now, you know, and so it's harder on me, you know. So like meatless Mondays, you know, remember it used to be. I mean, we made it a segment because every week I was doing something crazy for meatless Monday. Then yeah. I go to work and it's like, ah, they ordered pizza. I just had pizza. Like, mm. no, dude, meatless Monday has to be a a thing that you stick to. Your your you know, one soda a day needs to be a thing you stick to. Four bottles of water a day, stick to it. Working out five days a week, stick to it. Like, do what you set out to do. You have a goal. You have something in mind. Now stick with it and do what you're supposed to do. It's so easy to make excuses for ourselves, man. Yeah, excuses make today easier and tomorrow harder and uh, doing the work makes today harder, but tomorrow easier. Yes, sir. Because I started, uh, I told myself the, the first, uh, the entire month of July or the entire month of January, I'm only going to drink water. Well, yesterday and today I had cereal and I always drink the milk afterwards. And, there, and it dawned on me, I was like, I was super tired and I was like, man, I really want some coffee. And then I'm like, wait a minute. I already kind of ruined the the drink thing today because I drank my cereal milk. I can go ahead and have some coffee and just, you know, I've already ruined the day, but I was like, 
every time I do that, I, I never accomplish the goal that I set out to do because I just keep making excuses for myself. Absolutely. So I was like, you know what? I'm, I, it was an accident. I, I did it unintentionally. So I should still, you know, add two days to the to the month. But I'm not going to just continue to make the day worse because of something I didn't do intentionally. Absolutely. 100% agree. That is the perfect type of mindset. All right, Mike, here we are with number one. What's number one on your list? Number one is I got to lose that 25 pounds that I, I, I was at 225 before I started working when before things went a little bit crazy in my life. And, you know, uh, uh, your habits change with your mood and with being tired from work and everything. And for about now a little over 12 months, maybe I've had this like weight on me and I just don't like how I look. I took my shirt off and it's like, I can visibly see it packed on there. Like I know I see it went in my face and I do this like, and it really, really bothers me. And so that 25 pounds has got to go and it's got to stay off. Yes, sir. I hear you, man. All right. Number one on my list, Mike, I'm sure this is a lot of, uh, you know, people have, have this as a goal, maybe not this exact goal, but I want to double my income from last year. Oh yeah. That's a, everybody should want that goal. That's a, that's a, like, uh, that's one of those goals that a teacher says and you go, Oh yeah, teacher, whatever, you know, but really in your head, it's like, no, that's a goal you should be setting for yourself. Yeah. We live in a world, man. We're making money is about as easy as it's ever been. So there's no excuses. Yep. Go out there and make it. I absolutely agree. Well, Mike, I enjoyed our discussion tonight, man. It was hard just to get onto the show because I wasn't feeling very inspired today, but I'm glad we did, man. Yeah, me too. And I, and for anybody that was watching the Monday Night Football game, I uh, hope we were able to distract you for a little bit. And, yeah. uh, you know, say a prayer if you're religious for uh, Mr. Uh, Hamlin. And, yeah. uh, and, you know, if you're not religious, you can still send positive vibes into the air. Absolutely. Well, Mike, while we're getting you out of here, remind the people they can find you on Twitter, sir. Letter C, letter D, Piglet. Nice and easy. Guys, I'm Paul Ryan. You can find me on Twitter at Paul underscore Ryan 15. We appreciate you joining us, and we'll see you guys next week. I had a check.